The Damaged Goods Podcast. A lot of people are like, yo, I don't know how you still smoke blunts like that, but shit, it's all I smoke though, you know, I smoke cigarettes, jewel or anything like that, so. Yeah, I smoked blunts, like, uh, I smoked a Dutch Master like a week ago, like nostalgic shit, sometimes I want to smoke a blunt, you know, or if I'm with my boys and like they all have frontal leaves or fucking the woods where I'm going to smoke it with you, but it's just like sometimes the next day, like two woods, like, ah, my throat is like, you know. Sounds real rugged. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, yeah. That, uh, yeah. that backwoods smoking voice is my guest on Damaged Goods this week. He's, a, he's an old friend of mine that I haven't really spoke to in a while, but we stay connected. And he's uh, an incredible skater. He's a, he's a sponsored skateboarder. I don't know if you call yourself like an AM or maybe a one time, but he's one of the dopest skaters I've ever known and got to skate with. And he still rips. He's riding, ridden for like companies that you probably love. Uh, he's my man out of Massachusetts, Nate Jackson. So, what up? Yeah, yeah. And I hey, noticed buddy. if you guys, uh, if you guys are like not watching it and you're listening, listen with your eyeballs and your in your imagination brains. My man Nate has very long hair, and uh, he posted some skate clips on Instagram yesterday. And he still has a style. He has his hair is very long. He's got like two like like dookie big braids in it and shit. I saw you ripping off that, that little indoor park in the minis with that. Yeah, man. Uh, this has been something I wanted to do for a while, just to joke around, you know, fucking, and, and get the hair out of my face because yeah. that could be a pain in the ass trying tricks. But uh, oh, yeah. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go for it. Like, I was sore yesterday. I'm like, I'm not really even feeling like skating that much. Let me see how that goes. But uh <laughs> I'm feeling it. Yeah. I haven't like whipped myself in the eye yet, so that's good. Dude, I, I had uh well after like my heavy skate years were over, I like grew my hair about as long as yours. And uh, so I had a band for a while and probably had like three years of like that length. And uh I wasn't really skating, but I would get the hair in my face when I was learning how to surf or like even on stage just rocking out with the band, but it would look cool. But sometimes, dude, I had to rock a ponytail, you know, pull it back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't really, you know, I, sometimes I do the bun look, but, you know, I'm not really into it. It's just yeah. something I do to, like, like, if I got to flip my board, like, need a little more, you know, I need to see a little bit better, and I can't base it off of just feel alone, then I just, like, tie my hair back or put a hat on or something. But It always looked so cool to me in skate videos when I was young and even when I was young and I did grow it out like skaters with long hair especially street skaters for some reason when you land a big trick down a big set of stairs or a huge gap or whatever and the hair just everywhere I remember just seeing like Penny and Reynolds Tom Penny Andrew Reynolds with like long hair kind of shaggy and they were doing these huge like switch fronts I flip over this gap and it looked like they couldn't see anything hair everywhere and they just rode away all smooth yeah, totally. Like uh, Tony Trujillo, and um, I don't know if you've seen that one. Uh, Transworld video, what the fuck? In Bloom, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. Just destroying, like, the biggest fucking parks, like, hair in his face, like, going faster than it should be possible. It looks so cool, just flying around. Yeah, yeah I, feel like, I feel like I've always, like, kind of had long hair and, like, yeah. gravitated towards that because... I mean, it's a dope look, and I mean, I look silly with short hair, to be honest. So, if if I could, I would still have long hair. I don't think it's like 
as thick as it used to be. So when it's long, like like your length, for me, I, I would it would go back. And it was just kind of looking a little thin here. So I do what I can with what I got still, you know? So I had to kind of trim it a little shorter. But the long hair, it's low maintenance. It's nice, dude. You don't have to cut your hair all the time. It's fucking the shit. I love it. Yeah, I don't even, I don't even brush my hair. A little, like, finger comb, you know, and I'm good. Your shit doesn't get, like, tangly when you skate? Like, all, like... It gets more tangled when I sleep. Like I'll, I'll wake up and shit will be all matted in the back. But other than that, like I think I think skating actually helps it because I'm just kind of like flinging it around and you know, it gets to move around a bit and be free. When I had long hair, my girl, who was my girl at that time, who was also my girl again now, it's a long weird story. She she's a hairstylist, and so I would have long hair, and in like New York and Boston, humidity, like you know, get all fucking tangly, especially if I was doing music shit. So she she put me on to this shit. I'd go to hair salon stores or hair product stores. They sell a weave detangler. It was like a little spray for girls with weaves, or dudes with weaves too, I guess. People with weaves, but you would spray it, and it would like easily comb out, so it wouldn't tangle your fuck your hair up. So I started using that on my long ass hair, which it worked like magic, dude. It was great. Yeah, that sounds good. I should probably pick some of that up. I've, I've definitely used some like shit like that in the past, but that sounds like the next level salon shit. Yeah, yeah. My girl puts me on all shit like that. I wouldn't know because I don't go into salons or I don't know about those products, you know, like shit like certain lotions and hair shit. I take a lot of cues from women in my life about things like that. They're like, oh, try this lotion or you should do it this way. I'm like, because men usually we're just smash the lotion on your face real hard or you know shampoo too much or shit like that yeah so it's good to have somebody to kind of give you direction on that kind of shit because yeah men will just be like you know wiping their balls with the same bar of soap that they wash their face with and yeah. you know they don't care so it's like it's good it's good to get a little direction in that in that sense i mean I even think back to like skating, especially for me, especially being younger when I was a teenager, a young kid or whatever, you skating out there, maybe you're out there like six, eight, 10 hours in the street, maybe it's hot and you're just, you're going to take some slams, you're going to get dirty, you're going to gravel on you, the smell of asphalt, your hands, you, the grip tape's going to get itchy on your shirt and your clothes, you're going to be like grimy and dirty and you're going to hurt yourself and be bleeding and still push through and uh, you just like chill all day like that until you got home and showered. You go eat or ride the subway or whatever, just grimy as fuck in your own slime, in your own blood, like dirt all up on your shit. Yeah, yeah that's how it is. Yeah, it's still like that. Like I'm, I'm 37 now, and I still like come home dirty hands, and sometimes I fall asleep in the clothes I skated in and don't shower at all. I'll just wake up the next day and be like, damn, what happened to me? But you know, you pick up where you left off, I Dude, guess. That's, that's the ill thing about you, and that's kind of why I wanted to have you on the podcast. And I, I see other people I know that skate. And for people who don't know about skateboarding, like street skaters more uh, especially, it's uh, especially if you take it serious, if you're sponsored, if you're an AM, a pro, whatever, you know, your peak years are usually going to be your late teens and your 20s. And back in the day, it was once you hit your 30s as a street skater, it wasn't like you weren't you're forgotten, but people's bodies really just couldn't hang. It was hard. And the lifestyle, like we're talking about, when I'm 14 or 12, being all grommet dirty is different than being 37 and doing it. And it's ill when I see skaters still killing it and still ripping it. And, uh, and like when I was talking to you recently, and 
you were still riding for these companies and shit. I'm like, oh, it's so sick because this dude's out there ripping, but he's still a 37-year-old man who's got to walk around the city or the town or wherever he's at, just dirty with grip tape and blood. even more because you're doing crazier tricks, right? The better you get. Blood and grime and dirt, looking all fucked up in public. Is it getting any easier than or weirder to do that in your 30s versus like your young teens? Uh, you know what? I don't really think about it that much. Um, you know, you kind of like, I feel like skateboarding kind of keeps, keeps you youthful and it kind of keeps you in that state and that age, like where you started. Like, sure, I've matured and, you know, I'm a grown up when I need to be and shit like that. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, I'm still that fucking grungy little skate nerd that I was when I was 14, you know? So it's like, you know, my perception on, on, you know, skateboarding and how people perceive me as a skateboarder or as a person because I skateboard, like, it's re- it really hasn't changed. I just kind of, I've embraced it more over the years. Ah, yeah, like accepting it and then you just kind of own it and do it because that's what you, you are. I mean, you're more than a skater, obviously. We're all more than just one thing that we do, but you're the main art, the main expression, the, the main thing we have in our lives that takes us through a lot of phases in our life is a big part of us. And that's like, I mean, that's what you, you done, dude. Like I, I get so happy, dude, just like watching you still rip 20 some odd years later. I mean, dude, me and I met Nate, I don't know how old I was. I was probably like 15 or 14 and I've been skating for whatever amount of years, but that's a long time ago. I'm 38. It's like, and to see a dude out there, like ripping it still that I used to know was ripping it. It's so ill. It makes me happy. You know what I'm saying? Like you're still out there skating hard. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. You know, like it keeps me going. And, and to just let you know, like, I mean, I've probably told you in the past and shit like that, but like, I looked up to you heavy, like back when, you know, like even before I really knew you that well, like, oh, you know, you. Like these videos back in the day, like, yeah, man, I was, this guy is killing it. Like he's in this area, just like you, doing all this tech shit. Like I was, I was stoked on your shit. The doc, the Doctor Octagon tracks, Dude, man. I was, you know, I'm very proud of using that song in a video because I, I still, I got to see Doctor Octagon like a year ago. I hung out backstage because my boy's cool with Cool Keith, and I love that song. I was like. I told my man, Eddie, who made the skate video that Nate's referring to, I was like, I want to use this song. He's like, it's kind of a weird song. I was like, it's all good, man. It's cool as fuck. It'll work. And we just ran with it. Love that. Uh, just that, that song, that whole album is still just as good as it oh, was. The skits. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, so when I, when I was skating with Nate when we were young, and Nate was ripping, like, it was awesome skating with you. I love all the kids I used to skate with. I loved it because it was like, you enjoy watching each other, but you also are getting like motivated. And some people have different like styles and strengths and shit. And you get stoked off that and try something that they would do that's maybe not your thing or whatever. And when you're young kids skateboarding, obviously, like if you're really into it, you want to grow up and like turn pro and move to California or whatever. But you know, you move through it. And so, like at one point, I got sponsored by some shops, and I was like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. Like I'm gonna get a free deck. I'm gonna get some. And then, you know, you're like, well, maybe, maybe I'll like, maybe I could become an am. I'll probably won't be a pro. I'm not like good enough and I'm not skating enough. Like not, I don't live in California. And then I got a little older and I kind of like still skating, still was getting some shop products, but I was getting into music and I was getting into other shit. 
and skating started to fade for me, right? Because I was like, well, I'm not going to go pro. I knew I wasn't that. And I was like, I'm not going to go am. Like, I'm lucky to be a shop skater. And then I get to see, like, other cats I knew, including Nate here, like, didn't waver from their dedication and their interest and their inspiration. And they kept skating. Like, you, you, you went on a skate for, like, so many ill – not that skating for a company is the end-all, be-all, but it does – give credence to a skater's fucking skill. And, and like, if anyone watches you skate, they know you can fucking skate, you know? And it's, it was just ill for me to like, and I didn't even know. You told me recently some of the other companies. I was like, what the fuck? That's so ill, man. Yeah, it's great. Like, I've had definitely a lot of opportunities. Uh, I was getting boards from, uh, you know, just rep shop flow through Organica, which is Carl Watson's skateboard company. Yeah. And, uh, I was getting boards from a company out of New Hampshire creep show for a while. I've uh, been sponsored by bands through, you yeah. know, like, you know, through a rep, things like that. And, uh, DBS for a while before that. Um, Hell yeah. Tim Gavin. Yeah. It's been, it's yeah. Tim's great, man. Um, shit. No, I've had a lot of great opportunities and, and the shops over the years. Like I started with the boardroom. For yeah, that's, that's what I skated for, dude. That's what I skated for. So they were the biggest shit in Western Mass when we were young. It was felt good to skate for them, you know? Well, the first, the first shop that I actually skated for was Boredom. It was a shop actually here in Greenfield for a while. Um but I mean, that was like a local thing. I don't really think I was super deserving yet. I was just kind of like the one of the better kids in the area. Um, but like boardroom, that was like my first real sponsor. You know, getting on on that was huge for me because it didn't it didn't even happen right off the bat. You know, they all thought that I was like some fucking shitty little spoiled kid. You know, like Whatever. they didn't want to give a chance at first, and then they're like. All right, you know, they they just like got to see like how I actually was and they were like, Oh wait, like okay, like he's not a little shithead and and maybe we should give him a chance. And uh yeah, I was I was on the team until until it uh went under. It was a good fifteen ten, fifteen years or so. That's that's pretty ill for any skate shop to have like a long run is always remarkable because there's always these huge dips in the popularity of skateboarding and, and, and some companies don't make it. Some shops don't make it depending on the area, you know, if it's not a popular thing, it's always tough, man. Like, and there's way more shops nowadays than when I was young and, and stuff like that, but it's still, it's a tough hustle, man. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's almost tougher than it was, you know, back in our day. Um, trying to survive now as a shop, as a shop is pretty much impossible. You have to, you know, come up with your own branding and, and have your own apparel and, and you have to sell brands that you might not, not necessarily back that much just for, for the extra money, you know, stuff like that. So, um, you know, back when we were skating, like shops were, you know, owned by skaters, typically they were, you know, down for the core brands and, you know, that's what it was. It was just like raw shit. Yeah. A lot has changed. Yeah. I mean, there's more of those like uh, what the, the Zoomias stores or the Pacific Sun or, you know, it was like skate 
apparel stores, and I'm sure they have like a couple of decks and some wheels in there and shit. But yeah, like those, there's a lot of those stores that are kind of just fluffy stores, or they're just owned by somebody who's trying to sell some Volcom shorts. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't, exactly. scale, you know, like it was always so ill. Like going when I was young, when I was in like before I met you, before I met you, man, in, in middle school, I was in Boston skating a lot, and I, I had a friend of mine, he was from Cambridge, and um. He, he was kind of well-to-do like so his his stepfather whatever was like very well-to-do they lived like on the waterfront in cambridge and like he had like a driver right first time i ever experienced anything like this i was whatever so his like he was like oh our driver my driver will like come drop us off in like copley or at like bank boston or, or nine x or whatever and it was like weird as fuck like hopping out of like a like a black lincoln you know at a skate spot when you're i was still like I wasn't grommet. I was like able to skate and hang, but I wasn't like ripping it by any chance. You know what I'm saying? I was still intimidated. And we're hopping out of your fucking driver's like black car. It doesn't like look cool. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I would go around and skate around there. And we'd go to like Positive Skate Shop, which used to be on Newberry Street in Boston and uh, Hangar 18. And those skate shops were like so raw. Like the skaters that worked there were still like skating in the street, like still killing it. It was like a, there were skaters skate shops and that shit was like so cool to me. I just, I don't, I just wanted to like skate and be able to hang in there comfortably. You know what I'm saying? It's like the biggest thing I wanted at the time. It was so weird, but. Well. Yeah, that's how it was like, and, and, and I almost feel like, you know, in, in some ways, like, we kind of like paved that way for, you know, the, the next generation of skaters. Cause, uh, sure. you know, one for instance, um, Jamal Smith, you know, he's pro for palace skateboards. He's originally from Northampton. Yeah. Uh, he used to be the, the local at the boardroom and, yeah. you know, I used to skate with him all the time and shit. Like he used to come in every time, every Sunday I'd be working there. We would just like chill and shoot the shit and like skate flat out in the parking lot. Like, and now to see where he's at, you know, like he moved to Ithaca and then he like went viral off of like a YouTube trick tip video and then fucking moved to Philly. And now he's like, you know, pro for palace, like doing big things. Like he makes fire beats. Like he's doing, he's doing well. I love seeing shit like that. I mean, I remember like Jim Gagney when I was very young, he was like a skater from Greenfield. He skated for Black Label before Black Label was as popular as it would later get, but he ripped. Then there was another kid like, uh, it's like Nikhil Thayer, the skater. Yeah. Well, he was from Western Mass somewhere, right? Springfield or, or uh, I don't know. He was around there, no? New Hampshire maybe? He might have lived in Greenfield for a while. Uh, he might have lived up in like Vermont for a bit, like Brattleboro. I'm not exactly sure where he's from originally, but out out this yeah, he used in to this pop up a lot, dude. He used to pop up a lot. Yeah, I was always a big fan of his style, like old uh, old Logic videos. He had the fucking smoothest style. Yeah, and that was like that was like you know I saw old footage of him, and and then like didn't really hear anything from him for a while Long time, yeah. and then I found out like he was out in san francisco just like fucking ripping there's a kid i used to skate with incredible a lot um this cat justin newton and i doubt you're listening justin if you're listening though what's up man uh he was older than me by shit, dude, like 
five years. But he was like 21, so like he could buy booze. So I was like 16. I would borrow my mother's car if she wasn't working. We'd go skate around. He could buy beer. He also like sold weed, so like smoked bud. But he was ill, and he would go out to Frisco a lot and skate with with that dude Nikhil all the time. And he would skate like Pier Seven and shit. He was nice. He would come back and kind of be lazy sometimes, not wanting to skate. But when he wanted, he would just do the most ridiculous shit ever. You know, like I was ill. Yeah, I know about shit. Your environment, though, you got to be stimulated you got to be inspired if you're in a spot where there's not a lot of skaters on your level maybe you're not driven as much you know what i'm saying and the weather sucks you know and the spots yeah justin's still kicking around man he uh, just like yeah he's you know working a lot obviously but he just got back into skating he was helping us with our little uh diy spot we had for a little while and uh yeah, he's a good dude, man. Yeah. And and same like same as you. Like I I looked up to that dude super heavy. Like I remember going up to Flat Street and seeing dude like I even know like what a back I knew what a back tail was, but I didn't know back like tails on that mini ramp, he would kill it on that yeah. steep mini ramp, dude. Back tails, nose blunts on that. In uh, I mean yeah. that dude's sick. It's fucked because, like, back then, it's like, you know what a backside tail slide is, but you're not, like, you haven't even gotten there yet, so you don't know how hard it is. You don't know how stylish it is yet. You know, like, it's not until later on I realized, like, man, he was, like, a seasoned fucking vet back then, like, just fucking killing it. His style. Yeah. His style was, like, smooth. Like, when he, would, when he wanted to skate, he could skate better than anyone in the area. And, and hang with the, the latest tricks and make it look ill. But I feel like, you know, maybe he just wasn't always as, as inspired. And uh, that's like a thing. Like, that's why people move to Cali or move to other cities. You know, like you could go to Philly and Boston, New York, but those have uh, time limits on them because of the seasons. Cali is always like the, the full-time skate destination, dude. You know, like do out here, I don't really skate. I fuck around. I do little flat ground checks off curb cuts, you know, cruise around. You know, a little maybe once in a while, I'll do a flip trick if I'm in good shape. But uh, I skate by spots that like you and I grew up seeing in videos and shit. Like, dude, a lot yeah. of the fucking schools in Mouse, like Guy's Park, not Lockwood, but these other schools are walking distance from where I live. Like, I hopped the fence with a homie of mine who grew up around here skating. And shit. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Like, skating these same spots that you grew up around, you know? Um, I wish I was better to like actually hang and do shit, you know, but I just fuck around and do what I do, you know? It's, it's a trip either way. Like, I remember going out to San Francisco and just seeing, uh, you know, see, seeing spots in real life that you saw in videos, and it's just, like, completely mind-blowing. Like, you see it in a video, and you're like, wow, that's fucked. But, like, until you see it in person, you never really know. Like, there's always something about the spot that, like, makes it way more difficult than it seems like you can never really capture that on film yeah like so well i what i think about when when you say that when nate says something like that there's like a might be like a, a set of stairs it's like a 10 stair and some guy's gonna do a trick off it and you think okay he goes really fast he does the trick he lands it and this is for the for the non-skater people but there might be like a huge crack about six inches from the top stair 
and that doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's such a big deal because you have to start your trick a little earlier. So it starts fucking with your mind. So you start getting a little more nervous. You can't roll up like it's a perfectly smooth thing or the landing might be inclined. There's all these little things that kind of come into your mind when you're skateboarding that just try to fuck with your confidence. And in the East Coast, mainly due to the weather, I felt like there's always more of that. You know what I'm saying? Like spots were just a little tougher. And I would look at these Cali videos and be like, oh my God, it looks so perfect. And everything's like clear and there's ledges. And I'm skating this like rough ass concrete with huge fucking kinks in the ledge and shit like that, you know, pebbles taking me out, you know? Yeah. That's, you know, that's part of it too. Like you go out there and, and all the spots, you know, they might not be perfect, but they're, they're a lot smoother. There's less cracks, you know, like, out here, everything's beaten up, beaten up, and you know you got to work for it. And, it. and it's you know back to your other point, like if you stay out in this area, you got to work even harder because you don't, you have less to work with. You have like the seasons working against you. You have all these things that like you have to work against. As, aside from these tricks that you're trying, you know, like. The tricks are hard enough, but you know, it's almost like you got to take them somewhere that it's like, sometimes people don't even look at it as a spot. Yeah. And you're like, fucking make do with this because it's all I have. You know what I mean? But sometimes that's like the best, you know, like the best clips come from a spot that might look unskatable or you'd be like, yo, where the fuck is that? Like, Definitely, just looks wild rather than just some like basic schoolyard or like i mean i love a, a cityscape but like of course. sometimes it's nice to be in the cut somewhere you know and, you, and what you said is like you're speaking to this element of skateboarding that i love because i i throw skateboarding in my life i throw it in there with painting and drawing which i grew up doing right and then music later and then writing books and it's art to me skateboarding is an art and uh one of the the illest artistic elements of it is kind of what you just said like some people will just see like a, a construction or, a, or a, a playground or whatever and they just see that and a skateboarder will see a spot they can skate and tricks they can do there the average skater will see that but the extra ill-ass motherfucking skater dude he'll see a spot that's not maybe perfectly good to skate and he'll think of something in his mind like you know what I might be able to do this creative ass trick there. Like looking at it artistically, like what could I bring to this thing and do something out of it that wasn't even intended for me to be there. And uh, even his peers weren't, or her peers, whatever, they weren't looking there or looking at this spot the same way either. You're seeing it a whole different way. And that's my favorite shit about skating is it's a very artistic approach a lot of dudes take because they're gonna just see something that even the other skaters with them right there at that moment didn't see. And they'll figure out a trick to do there or a line that's so weird and unique it brings it out. You know what I'm saying? I love that about it. That's my favorite shit. I agree, man. I agree. Like, and that's, that's kind of like the direction that I try to go in with my skating. Not necessarily. I, see that. I noticed that with you, bro. I noticed that. It's just like, I mean, let's, let's be honest here. Like you got kids out there who are doing flip in, flip out on handrails. First try doing Eight. 900s at fucking 10 years old like yeah what the fuck? you, you got to be creative when when you got to I'm not saying I'm competing but like when you got to compete with shit like that like 
you gotta you gotta either like step it the fuck up or be really creative and think outside the box or both you know and that's what i try to find like a middle ground like i don't i don't like i don't like to say i'm one type of skater you know i like street i like park park's probably the most fun because you, you, you just get training to, very well uh, you kill training man. you kill it always have thank always you have. i appreciate it. That's like where I'm in my element because I, you know, unless I'm at like a really, really good spot where you can just like hit one thing after another, like it's not as fun, you know, like hit, hitting one little obstacle and then like say you roll into the dirt and then you got to pick your board up and try it again. Like that's not nearly as fun as just like cruising around like and staying on your board. Like that's ultimately what I'm trying to do. So consistency. Like parks, that's where it's at. But like, you know, on the other hand, like, I love filming, I love street skating, I love getting out, like, whatever, like, just being productive, and, you know, the, the most productive thing to do is, is street skate, you know, try to get photos, video, that kind of shit, so, you know, that's what I'm still on, you know, like, I, there was a moment where I was, like, chilling out. I had gained a bunch of weight. I wasn't skating as much. And when I was, it was just, like, park shit. But, um, you know, in the last couple of years, like, I've really, like, been pushing myself again. And just I put out uh, a part for the skateboard company that I ride for, BUI, um, just a few months ago. And uh, working on another video for Theory Skate Shop in uh, Northampton and uh, Hope Joke. Hell yeah. Now you, uh, well, clarification before I go any further. I said Nate skates tranny very well. For like the non-trained ear, tranny in skate slang means uh, transition, like ramps and shit. I'm not making any, uh, ain't no derogatory language toward nobody. It's just a, a skate term. Do they still, can you still say that in skateboarding? Can you say, I skate tranny? Is that cool? I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, people still say that. Yeah, and a lot of people, especially my silly ass friends make jokes about it all the time but you know, I, who knows what's acceptable nowadays but true indeed and uh what you were talking about about like staying on your board and like skateboarding like continuously the flowing nature of it it's very different than when the when people are, are sponsored or you're pro your am you're, you're you're shooting photos or a video you're trying usually trying like specific shit that requires kind of like a focus and a repetitious approach, which is cool. I mean, I used to do it too. You want to film some shit, you want to land a certain trick very badly, but the most fun I would always have, and I feel like I see it in other skaters faces when they skate this way is, is just continuously flowing, whether it's at a park or, or a street spot where they can cruise, you know, maybe crack a little ollie over this hydrant or, Bust something off this curb cut, manual this, whatever. Just keep going. It's just flowing, adapting to the surroundings. And uh, and you're not really worried about this one thing. I'm trying to land this one thing and just beating yourself up over it physically and mentally, which I've done. I'm sure you've definitely done. And it feels good, too. When you do land that crazy big trick you've been working on, it's like you won this fight. But it's, it's not the same as going out and just having a blast session in some area, you know? Yeah, totally. And I feel like there's been a shift in skateboarding where it's, you know, obviously you still have people that are going real hard and doing the most difficult shit, but you have a lot of people who just cruise, do a lot of like bombing hills and, 
just stylish stuff and like you know like that's that's cool now like people have realized that it's not always about like what you're doing it's how you do it yeah you know? there is the style aspect about it you know and when i was skating there wasn't social media there wasn't a way to like show everyone what you were doing this day this week you would film for a video but you'd film over i don't know months and months and months and months and months and until that video came out only people saw it then you know um and you still had to be consistent enough to like land those tricks or whatever but i, I feel like you know the instagram boom for skateboarding has been interesting because you could like spend a week trying one ridiculous trick a trick no one's ever done that's like the craziest shit ever and you could land that and do another one of those the next month and whatever and keep having that clip but as a skater myself i know when i look at it well how often do you land that trick like could you do that in a run could you do that on the reg did you spend three days 12 hours a day and i'm not talking about the pros who will do like you know trying to like 360 flip el toro like chris jocelyn i mean i mean like something like that a, a little lesser known person tries to put on instagram you know they, they focus a lot on that i feel like there's some of that too still though no right oh yeah definitely you know some people some people you know i mean some people skate one way some people skate another way you know uh some people just naturally go with the flow and other people like work hard for one specific thing and maybe they're not super consistent but you know they do these amazing tricks on film and it not to say they're not good but like what i look for you know uh in a quality of skater is somebody who can skate well in person that's like that lives up to what is showcased in their video parts. Yeah. You know, that's, it's really important to me. I could dig that for sure. I like to see skaters having fun, like enjoying what they're doing. Obviously if you're working real hard at a tough trick, I've thrown my board. We all get angry. You know what I'm saying? Like, but uh, to see dudes that can join themselves. Like I love watching like the guns. I like watching Quim Cardona's and dudes like that, Richie Jackson's, because they're just fucking, even watching Reynolds now, like having a blast because he's not stressing about whatever. I like watching that shit because it looks like they're having fun no matter what, not just when they land it, you know? Yeah, and there's a lot There's a lot of new guys. Uh, have you heard of uh, Frankie Villani? Oh, yeah, he's great. Chubby, chubby uh, gentleman for a skater, which is rare. Yeah, he's great. Boy, I like that. I was a big boy. I was like 240 pounds at one time, so I can relate to that. How tall are you? Uh, 5'10". Dude, I'm 6'2 6'3 on a good day or with the right shoes. I'm like 208, 210, right? So you say you were 240. Yeah. Bro, That's I'm, I'm not trying to be like in your personal business. That's like for a skater, that's like that's a lot more weight because you're a small dude as I've known you. You know what I'm saying? Like me, I was kind of small yeah, I'm, I'm kind of short and stocky. Average height, but like kind of like, you know, like I'm stocky. I got like thick legs and shit. So good for skating. Uh, good. I'm heavy anyway. Yeah, I'm like I'm I'm built pretty well for skating. I could be a little taller, I think, but so it's a, it's an excuse to not pop things as high, I guess. Yeah, I was wondering you though. Like, oh, you go ahead. Cool, uh, no, if you're cool, asking me or answering me rather, like when you put that weight on was it harder to, to do the tricks that you're used to to skate around? Yeah. So basically like 
what what caused me to gain all that weight was like a combination of um one um i was expecting my first child and i was just like you know yes. indulging in all the all the uh fu- yeah. funny uh, urges which you know i wasn't eating like pickles and ice cream you know it was more like you know cinnamon rolls and stuff like that so yeah, I was eating a lot of baked goods and stuff like that. And, and, uh, but the big thing was I was skating and yeah, like every once in a while when I would skate, I would like break out in hives. I would like overheat and I would just like break out and just get covered in hives, like to the point where my, my arm would be like one solid, like just puff of hives. Like it was. I never got like short of breath or anything like that, but it was just like a bad reaction to overheating, you know? So that started happening like on a regular basis. And I'm like, fuck man, like I can't skate the way I want to. And sometimes I would take it easy and it would happen anyway. So I was like really bumming out. Like I can't, I can't skate as much anymore. And I started picking up my camera, like taking more, uh, pictures, you know, uh, took up photography more, but I just wasn't, I wasn't doing as much. I wasn't active. So, and it was around winter time. So I just like gained all this weight and I thought I was done, man. I was like sluggish. Done skating? skating? Yeah, totally. I was like, this is it. I was like 32 or 33 maybe. And I'm just like, really? Yeah, I would I would go skating and I could barely do like a feeble grind on a flat bar and I'd just be like I shouldn't even be thinking about this and it's just it's not happening and everything just felt so awkward. I'm like, this is it. Like there's no coming back from this. Like people usually talk about like your thirties, like that's when you go downhill. And like in the back of my mind I'm like, It's coming, it's coming and then I, I you know, I gained all that weight and just started feeling like absolute shit on my board and I'm like Oh, over for me, you know, that's, I mean, when I kind of phased out of skateboarding, it was on my own terms. I I was kind of gravitating towards something else. I had a strong passion for it, but I still love skating. But I always thought about that, you know, like, it'd be like to not be able to do that. Even when I stopped making music, that was a weird thing for me. And I surf now looking that I could hopefully surf when I'm 50, 60, because I know guys that old. But like the skateboarding thing, like it does have these physical limits. I mean, there's certain skaters who have like Arto Sari, like he had a very bad accent, totally stops his career. And uh, like, that's a scary thought, man. Like you have to stop doing your expression, your form of expression that's probably saved you and made you grow and brought you through so much. You really, you really thought it was like a rat. You were about to throw in a towel. Oh yeah, totally. I'm like, there's no way like I'm going to lose this weight and like feel comfortable again. Like I'm about to have a kid. I'm going to have less time than I did before. Yeah. And, and shit's just, you know, like shit's about to change, you know? So, um, I was bumming really hard. I was, you know, not ready to accept it, you know? And, uh, but I, I kind of like changed my diet. I I got like a Fitbit. I started going to the gym. I started like tracking my calories and eating really well. And then, and then like, uh, Barry Scott, 
uh, local legend, uh, skated for theory, uh, back in the day. Um, he opened up a shop in Turner's falls, like a block from my house. Not even, it was like a stone's throw. So I would literally go over there, like with my newborn daughter, Fiona, and I would just like have her in her little car seat stroller. Yeah. You know, and she would just watch me go back and forth on this mini ramp and, it fucking saved me, man. If it wasn't for that ramp, like, and, and just like me taking better care of myself, like I, I wouldn't be skating like I am right now. That's, that's, that's for sure. That's powerful. Uh, that's powerful. Yeah, yeah. And then I got to a certain point where I was like, I'm skating a lot. I don't even, I don't need to go to the gym anymore. And, and I, to be honest, like I stopped watching my diet completely like i eat like i eat like a fucking 10 year old right now you know skating what i mean like, workout man skating is a hell of a workout if you skate on the reg right definitely it beats you up but it it, it tones you up as well when you were like overweight and kind of bummed out and not skating and thinking it was all over what made you or why did you get the inspiration to go to the gym and, and, and take care of your diet. Was that because of going to that dude's shop and skating? Or was it before that we were like, I got to get on a better diet. I got to straighten my, my shit out. Like what, what kind of brought you to that changing point, turning point rather? I think it was a little bit before that. You know, I was just like thinking to myself, like, man, I, I like, I'm, I'm blowing it. Like I need to be on my board. I need to fucking get my shit back, you know? And, you know, I started like feeling more confident, like I can, I can fucking beat this, you know, like people have done way more, you know, like I, I can do this. And I just, you still wanted to skate. You still had the desire, had like soured all the way. Right. Yeah, totally. And like, even though I had my doubts with the whole, like breaking out into hives and everything like that, like I still like, I wanted to push for that. Like maybe, maybe if I get back to, where I was and I'm eating better, you know, maybe it has something to do with the, the diet I had before. Like, and it's like every once in a while I might get like a high, it still happens every once in a while. I'll start getting itchy, but if I, if I catch it quick enough, it won't like get bad. I'll just take like a Benadryl or something, but, um, you know, I've learned to like kind of catch it at the early stages and it doesn't happen nearly as often. It might've had to do with like, uh, body wash or something like that. It's not like a specific food that you're eating, like a shellfish thing that's like breaking you out or nothing like that. Honestly, like the the first time it happened, I had to go to the hospital. Um, I didn't know what the fuck was happening, and they're like, "Oh, what did you eat?" And I was like, "Well, I had a, a grilled shrimp burrito." And they're like, "Oh, boom." And I'm like, I've never, I've never had issues with shrimp in the past. And they're like, oh, well, you can develop allergies later on in life. Um, so um, originally, that's what I thought it was. And then it happened again. I had to go to the hospital. Like, what did you eat? Like, fucking cheese pizza. Like, you know, what, 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 what can I say? Like, uh, so it happened again and again. And, and my diet wasn't really any different. It's like literally, like, pizza and dunkin donuts and you know just regular ass shit um so i was like couldn't be a shellfish allergy 
on my birthday, I went to a fucking hibachi place, right? Decided to get some filet and shrimp. <laughs> I definitely have a shellfish allergy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that was good. Like, I didn't like. It was worth it. Yeah. It was worth it. My close up or anything but i i brought i got the highs but <clears throat> like i said i don't think it's i don't think i think that's a separate thing and then the hives are like a it's just like overexertion like i over i skate really hard like i i, I know i seen you <laughs> hard. yeah i have a hard time stopping you know like if i'm if i'm landing shit i keep going until i'm on the ground or um, you know, like if I'm out skating, I, I don't chill very often. If you see me somewhere, like I'm on my board, like I'm, I'm in line, I'm taking my turn. I'm fucking ready. Like, or I'm going ahead of you if you're not ready. It's <laughs> like, I'm trying to get mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not in like a fucking cocky or like, uh, you, love it like, that you, you little piece of shit kind of way. But like, just like. I, you know, I don't have all the time in the world. Like I'm, I'm trying to fucking, I'm trying to fucking get it. You're on a schedule, dude. And you fucking, oh man. It's funny, dude. I used to date this girl in uh not a long time ago either. We were like, you know, adults. And uh, she had a shellfish allergy and she would tell me about it. And we kicking it for a while, go out and we would go out and, you know, drink and eat. And she would order like shrimp this or shrimp that. I'm like, yo, don't you have like a shellfish allergy? She's like, yeah. It's like so like shouldn't you not have this and she's like oh you know i sometimes i do it it's like it's not always a big deal sometimes it doesn't do anything i was like well what if it does do something tonight like i'm not a fucking emt over here dude like i'm in an overcoat trying to hang out with you and go back to your place or mine like i'm not ready to do cpr stabby with an epi pen i don't even know the protocol like why are you even gambling but she, I, she was always down to gamble with the shellfish i guess never broke out in front of me so i guess we're good yeah, I've heard of a lot of people doing that actually. And now and people people tell me with shrimp. They're like, Hey, you wanna try some? Like, you know, Thanksgiving. My mom's like, You want a shrimp? Like, I'm I think these won't mess with you. They're like, Oh, they were a special kind of like raw shrimp or something. And she's like, These probably won't mess with you. I'm like, I'm not even gonna try. Like, it's not worth it to me. I don't like yeah. shrimp that much. Yeah, the gamble is like when you gamble skateboarding you don't always know if you're going to land the trick depends what the trick is. Maybe it's something you can do in your sleep. Maybe it's a new trick. Maybe it's a, a trick, you know, well, but it's a very big gap, a huge set of stairs, a longer rail. So you have a gamble, but it's not like the trying of the trick is going to get you fucked up. It's if you take a bad slam, but like if I'm allergic to, I'm not, but if I was allergic to a certain type of food, I would just, ah, I'm going to rule that shit out. I'm just not going to fucking gamble. Cause I don't get much. Maybe yes, it tastes delicious. But then I'm gonna be like, eh, you know what I'm saying? But right. Then, yeah, it's worth it. Trying big gnarly tricks though, and like the the consequences. Like when I go out and skate now, I'm literally doing like mellow, chill ass tricks. Nothing crazy that I used to do. And I sometimes think in my head, you used to be able to cavalarial this five set or whatever. And I'll do some shit, and then I'll fuck myself up for like weeks. I'll be like, and I won't even feel it on the spot i would feel like the next day you know what i'm saying it's i don't know how you at your age still maybe because you're like you're in the fucking zone like you're still skating hard all these years like i surf now because it's easy for me compared to skating you know like i don't get fucked up surfing it doesn't put too much of a strain but to see the some of the shit you still do i'm like god damn dude 
Yeah, a lot of it, like, you just keep doing something. I feel like you get conditioned for it, you know? Like, I noticed it um, went back when I used to skate stairs all the time. Like, you you do that um, infrequently, and your legs, your thighs will be sore for, like, a week straight. Easily. You know, jumping upstairs for, like, an, an hour or something. Um, but, like, the, the, the more you do it, you know, the less less of a toll it will take on you and, and you'll condition your body to I feel like it's the same thing with like because you're not like breaking anything or like twisting anything, like maybe falling on your shoulder a million times like kinda like builds up a little extra strength or you know. But I definitely have like calloused areas where it's almost like a fucking pad, you know. So yeah. it's it's such a weird like uh like a parallel. Like you were talking about it earlier, how getting back on your board and, and skating that that mini ramp at the the dude's shop and like losing that weight, skating again kind of saved you. It like brought you life, you know. But there's times where like it's literally like it's not taking away your life, but it's fucking you up. Like you know, it could set you back a month or a few weeks or like, you know, the injuries are so gnarly, but at the same time, it gives you such a burst of life. It's, it, it's worth living. It's worth going for it. You know what I'm saying? It's worth risking it. Oh, did I lose Yeah, you? absolutely. <laughs> no, you were breaking up a little, but I got you. Right. Um, shit, man. Skating like has saved me in every sense, you know, like I've, I've had some really tough times like in my life, but honestly, like these last, few years have not been um easy for me and i have looked to skate sorry go on i feel you and i you know i've just i've looked to skating to uh you know uh escape you know to uh kind of like shut things off in my brain that that i need to stop dwelling on or whatever the case may be like that's my outlet to like have fun to to clear my head to relieve my stress like that's my therapy like above anything you know like and that and that's like in in any stage of my skating career um it's always been my main focus like no matter what i was doing no matter i mean obviously things have changed like now that i have kids like my kids are my main focus um but uh you know, skateboarding has always been huge in my life, and it keeps me going. You know, in in a in a lot of in a lot of different aspects. Yeah, I remember like reading interviews and seeing video clips of skaters when I was young. Like certain dudes would talk about like skateboarding saved their life. You know, like Mike Vallelli would say that, or you'd hear like Stevie Williams say that, or or whoever. And uh, when I look back, like, dude. When skateboarding came into my life, I was like 11-ish the first time because my cousin was into skating and I thought it looked cool. But like the year later, like 12-ish, when I was like sixth grade and I hit middle school, it definitely fucking saved my life. And even more so as I like 13, 14, going in there. Like, dude, if I didn't have that, I don't know what, what the fuck I would have done. I felt so lost before that and like weird, didn't know how to fit in or whatever. Skateboarding gave me so much confidence, not just in myself, but like, it allowed me to make friends with people who I actually had 
similar shit in common with, you know? Sometimes you grew up, you're friends with the kids that you go to school with because it's your school. You play Little League, they're on your team, so you're friends. Or they live on the same street, but you don't have the same interests, you don't have the same family dynamic, you don't have the same whatever, beliefs. Skateboarding was like people I actually liked and wanted to be around, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it made me feel confident. I didn't have to follow the masses and like give a fuck about whatever anybody else was doing. I could just do my thing. I had to learn it myself. You can't learn it in class. You can't learn it like really anybody showing you other than yourself doing it and you're out in the world doing it and shit. It was, came at a great time, man. I, I'm very grateful for it. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, it's really the best shit ever. Like, yeah, you, it's, you it is the best, dude, it's the best shit ever, bro. You, you, that's, it's the best shit ever. And it's like, you know, I've gone through a lot of stages in my, you know, and like, as far as like, friends that I've had, you know, groups of friends that I've hung out with and shit like that. And, you know, when back when I was younger, like I didn't, I tried smoking weed, like when I was like 13 or whatever, but that's around the time that I started skating. And I'm like, I can't, I can't smoke. I can't drink when I'm skating and that's all I want to be doing. So I fucking, I just stopped doing everything. I didn't pick up smoking weed till I was 17. So I had a good four years where I was just like, Dipping. That's why you got so good so fast, bro. You got so good so fast because nothing was deterring you, you know? Yeah. But, like, I was around, you know, like, I was around people partying constantly. All my friends partied so hard and just, like, so much peer pressure and shit like that. Like, I easily could have gone down, like, a, a bad road. Like, I've lost so many friends to drugs, yeah. mental illness, like, car accidents, motorcycle, like, you fucking name it. Like it's, it's happened in my life. And like that easily could have been me if I hadn't been so focused on skateboarding and the friends that I've met through skateboarding, like, you know, like one of my best friends, like that I haven't talked to in years and years, but literally that's my brother, Ethan Manser. If it wasn't wow. for him and his family, like I would, I would probably be in a totally different, different place right now. Cause like, that was like that, that family, like that family feel that like wholesome, you know, you go over there and it was just like, you'd skate the box and shit in the street. Yeah, I remember be, like, that. I remember like, that. Snacking on some carrots or something. Like it was just like, it was like, it just hit different over there, you know? And and it kept me out of a lot of it, a lot of trouble, and like gave me a, a a different focus on skateboarding that I, you know, like that I didn't even know. Like, I mean, I was a skate rat for sure, like, and I was in the streets, like, doing this shit. But like, Ethan, he was like in his road, like, almost training for this shit. Like, I'm gonna get like this trick and this trick, and like when I met him, it was just like progression time like that's not i wasn't like i wasn't even there yet like he was doing like all this tech stuff and i was just like throwing myself downstairs and like shit like that so it was like when i met him like i like slowed it down a little bit like got a little more technical and but we learned from each other and like that's the beauty of skating like you don't even have to be like you don't even have to be similar in any sense, like personality wise, uh, style of skating. Like you, you blend right in. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter if you're a, 
if you skate a, a mani pad or a, a vert ramp, or if you're into fucking Motley Crue, or if you're into Tupac, you know, like it doesn't matter. Like it's all love. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah, for the most part. But there's it's a lot of shit that happens in skateboarding too. But like, you know, as far as like, as far as skateboarding as a whole, like that shit is a is a melting pot, and like everyone is welcome. It doesn't fucking matter who who you are, your orientation, like it does not matter. That's true. And like uh, the music aspect you mentioned, I remember watching skate videos when I was young, and I would hear like old uh, like like soul or classic rock songs that my mother would play or my folks would play or whatever, you know. And I recognize those. And I'd hear some like new hip hop shit that I was into. Then I would hear hip hop shit I had no idea about that was from a place where I would probably never know. And I would hear like uh, metal. I never really was into metal, but I liked it in skate videos. So I was like, oh, these metal songs and bands are cool. Like I learned about a lot of different music and even weird shit that I never like, would have found out about. And you've got all this different music going on in skate videos and skate culture. And it's just like what you said, like when you meet skaters and shit, there's dudes that are skating together, they're homies. And, this guy might listen to this more and this guy listens to that more and their whole styles reflect that, but they're still got this similar understanding that just keeps them tight and they're just having a good time. And you get to meet so many different kind of people and, and you have this one commonality. That's a very strong one. It's a big one. You know, skating is like a big thing because you can't really understand it unless you've done it, I think, to that degree, you know, so bonds you tight. Yeah. It's really unique in a, in a lot of, in a lot of forms. Like, uh, you know, it's hard to explain to people that don't skate, like, how it makes you feel and and how the community is. And just, like, there's so many great things about skateboarding that, that people have no idea about. Oh, yeah. That is not even, like, present in, in most activities or hobbies or yeah. sports or whatever. That's it's great. Yeah, because you can do it alone. You can do it with your homies. You can do it in a lot of different places. And it's, oh man, it's just, it's, it's such an interesting thing. And then watching it, like, it's so popular now. It's crazy how popular it is. Because when I first got into it, it was like the, the, it was coming out of the very little wheel, baggy pants, cut off phase where it wasn't cool. Like, it was the least popular it probably ever been. And it got more popular. And then, when I wasn't really skating, I watched it spike in the early 2000s and then spike again now. Like, it's crazy. Skate parks everywhere. Shops, like, so many people are wearing skate clothes even if they don't skate. It's nuts. I remember getting, like, chased by jocks and shit like that when I was a kid. Like, it wasn't cool. Skateboarding was not far from cool. Yeah, it's kind of funny, you know? Like, everything over the years has just shifted so much, like, like you said, like back when back when we first started, like we were outcasts. We were we were looked at as like little punks and, and you know, like all the fucking preppy jock kids would fucking Holy pick on chase you. Yeah. Oh. You know, you'd be walking down the sidewalk and people would just yell like like fuck you skater or like just like skate fags shit like that, dude. Like yeah. I'm 11. I'm 11 years old, and they're saying shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, I don't even have ball hair yet. You know, like. <clears throat> no, that was that was actually the one. That was a specific uh, oh. chant that I was actually I gonna. Too, huh? I didn't want to say, but like, yeah, that's the one, man. 
Man, so many times. Just like, the fuck? Yo, dude, it was but crazy. Of course, man enough to turn around and say that shit to anybody. Like, we're in a group of people. Yeah. You know, kids, like, with nothing to lose. Like, we don't give a shit. Yeah, when you get older, it's different. Like, when I was first skating, and there wasn't a lot of friends I had. I had two friends, Josh Dorsey and this other kid who skated. It was three of us. And we were like, I was 11, then going on 12. It would be these kids who were high school kids saying shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like some kid who was like a fucking cornerback on his high school football team. And I'm literally not even gone through puberty. And like, I'm getting chased down the street or some shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Then you get a little older and you get better at skating. You graduate from the grommet stage. And then you see these other kid skaters who are kind of gnarly, kind of like a little more tough, a little rough around the edges. They're not scared of nothing. They're like, you know, and you see that and you get a little inspired and you, you get more confidence and hanging out with them and growing and getting better at skating. Then you get to a point where like, those kids ain't going to say shit. If they do, like you said, we got a gang of kids. We got nothing to lose. You're fucking tripping. Go back and play. Go to your football practice. Like, get the fuck out of here. Or the security guards talking shit. Crazy crackheads on the street. You get used to it. Cause you're out there with it all day and all night security guards cops chasing all that shit you get over that when you get older and you get a little tough you know what i'm saying you get a little more rough around the edges yourself and uh it definitely it felt good for me to get to that point you know what i'm saying confident out there now i'm not like a uh the prey not to say i was a predator but i'm not the prey no more i don't have to worry about fucking all that shit middle school kids making fun of you you get a little better they see you ollie over a trash can girls like you then they think maybe that's okay you know like it's weird. Yeah, it, it gives you like, you know, extra confidence. Like, you, I feel like, man, there's a lot. There's a lot of aspects of skateboarding that like flood out into my everyday life. Like, I feel like I wouldn't have the drive that I have with certain things if it wasn't for skating. Like, anything that I do, like, I want to do it the fucking best I can. Like, I want, you know, if I'm making something, I want it to be clean. I want, like, yeah. just like skating. Like, I want that to be fucking perfect. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm organizing my room, like, I want that shit to be perfect. If I fucking, whatever, I'm making, like, a, <laughs> whatever, a video. Like, it's got to be just right, you know? Like, I'm just, like, I have this level of, like, I don't know. It's almost like OCD in a sense, but like it's good for you sometimes. Though. I don't know. It's not a bad thing to have. Like, why wouldn't you want to do things like the best you can and strive to be better than that? And you can take like you can take those lessons from skateboarding. Some people probably got those lessons from Little League, or they got it from uh, you know being a musician or whatever. You can take those lessons from anything you do. But if you're smart enough, you can take them into other aspects of your life and, and apply that and benefit from it. And skateboarding teaches you a lot more than just the tricks, you know? Like you're saying, it teaches you how to go at life and shit, you know? Definitely saves lives. And, and uh, like, I, uh, you know, there's like, I get very fascinated by stories of skaters that were pros or people I knew when I was younger that had kind of tragic lives. Not that I like to see anyone suffer, but I'm very I'm magnetized to those stories of, Certain skaters, maybe they ended up in jail or they died or they, they killed themselves or something crazy happened to them because it's, I don't know why I'm interested in those stories, uh, but yeah, I, there's more of them now that I get to hear about as I'm older. Younger, I didn't really know they existed, you know, but uh, I didn't, oh, that happened to this guy. Oh, shit, you know, and um, 
it's like it's tough to see you know anyone struggle but skateboarding has helped like a lot of people i know push through shit yeah uh, if it wasn't for skateboarding like i mean there's no there's no here right now you know i've been i've been through hell and back and there's been moments where i didn't want to be here you know even with all the shit that i had to look forward to i just like literally could not see things any other way than being the shitty way that they were at the time and you know like it, it was crazy i was going through uh you know, I, I I broke up with. Uh, Get your uh, hand off the headphone, maybe. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It might be sound better. Yeah, sorry, my fault. Maybe continue. Um, yeah, I went through a a pretty rough breakup. Um, the mother of my kids, uh, we separated, and man, it was literally like the same day. I'm like recovering from a shoulder injury. My shoulder had popped out two weeks prior. And I hadn't skated at all. And I'm just like, man, like today fucking sucks. Like I'm just, I need to get out. So I go, I go skating with a friend of mine and, um, you know, things were going good for a while. I was feeling all right. Literally tried the fucking dumbest shit. A kickflip to fakie on like this little asphalt bank. <laughs> my foot was like hanging off funny. It was like my toe was like, on the board but my foot was off but it was like at a weird angle and my my toe just like twisted and I, I i'm pretty sure it broke I, I never went to the hospital or anything like that but you know so literally that day was probably the worst day of my life i'm like okay like i'm dealing with like a lot of personal shit and i like went off to escape and now and now i can't even do that uh, I was I was really really in a rough spot, um, but you know to bring it all back to skateboarding, like I I toughed it out. I skated through the pain. You know I just like made sure that I was going out and that I was with my friends and uh, I just I just toughed it out and like if it wasn't for skateboarding and like the group of friends that i had through skateboarding i would not be here today because i i honestly barely made it with what i had you know that's that's why things like that are so important man any any form of expression like skating painting music whatever you got man you got to hold on to those things those things are like to be cherished those things will be valued so much because when I've, I've been in a similar spots, so you got to have something. I can't imagine having that in your life and you don't have one of those outlets like that. I don't know what you would do in that situation. Because even with the outlets, like you said, it's still very difficult. It's hard, you know? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I had I had skating and I was, I was like fighting through injuries and things like that. But luckily, I was still like able to do it because... You know, I do have other things that I'm into, photography, woodworking, like graphic design, you know, editing videos. Like there's other things that I could be doing, but ultimately all I want to be doing is skating, you know, and I never wanted to be like behind the scenes, you know, like my dad, like he bought me a camera when I was fucking young and, uh, 
He was like, oh, you know, why don't you, uh, why don't you become a filmer? It's like, fucking dad, <laughs> you don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to be skating. Like, this is what I fucking love. Not, I love filming. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love that shit. It's great. I love, I love photography. I love everything that I do. But like, at the end of it all, skateboarding is fucking universal. And and there's nothing like it. And as long as I can do it, I'm gonna do it. Hell yeah, dude! Fuck yeah, man! That's seeing <laughs> dudes like Omar Hassan, who's probably in his fifties out there, like skating rails, and dudes out there doing it still, man. It's so ill. I uh, I don't know, man. When I was young, I just didn't think skaters were gonna be able to be that old and still skate like very well. And to see it all the time, it's it's impressive, man. Mesmerizes me, you know. I mean, and it, you you talk about like injuries, like fucking up your shoulder and things like that. I always like, you know, assume you know the bigger you're doing tricks, the better you're getting. The more injuries you're getting. That when I started getting injured, it was because I was trying certain shit. And you've got to been through a gang of like gnarly, gnarly fucking injuries. Like, I mean, maybe not. Maybe you're lucky, but I mean, have you been through some rough ones? Like, was that shoulder the roughest? What was some of the worst slams? I'd say the worst one. I I like knocked myself out in Springfield, um, got like eight staples in the back of my head. I basically, I was out for like 10 seconds, but I don't remember anything until like I woke up in the hospital. But I've pieced together some of the story from like what people have told me, but yeah, I was, I was out. And what trick were you? Was, there was like this, uh, shitty little, uh, five stair. And uh, it was brick, but if you rolled along, like, the very edge of the stairs, like, on the narrow part of the stairs, it was granite. So I'm, like, rolling along to do a 360 flip off the little five stair. And it just, like, it went wrong. It was, like, nowhere I thought it was. And I went to, like, kick it away, and I kicked it, like, straight down underneath me landed back on it went oh. straight back like you know the ground was brick so i just like just hit like a ton of bricks on brick and uh split my shit wide open you know like i was i was like up and i was like talking to people and shit but i don't remember any of that i woke up in the hospital the next day like what the fuck is going on oh wow that's fucking cool. yeah Oh, that? It's like you were in there overnight. You like overnight in the hospital. That's fucking scary, dude. When you when you healed up from that, were you apprehensive at all, or were you still like ready to rock, go out there and skate? You weren't. It was a little bit of both, I think. Like I, I was like eager to get out there and skate again, but like I probably took it easy for a little while, but. You know, I like I remember going out skating with the staples like still in my head, you know, like doing manuals and shit. Like I was like, I just need it to get out. And like you know, that's just like that's all part, you know. And I, like back then, like I didn't have a care in the world. I was I was a young kid. I mean, yeah, I lived on my own then, but I was like fresh on my own, you know, like I didn't I didn't have real worry back then. And I was still like Fuck it. I need to get back out there. You know, like, no days off. 
dude, that's see, that's like that energy that I, I love about skating. And, you know, I try to carry it through with other shit. It's definitely harder than when I was young, you know, with like physical shit. Surfing is different for me, but like, I love that, that like, just want to go out there and do it. You just like want to keep wanting to do it. You just can't stop. I love that, that addictive quality of it for some reason, you know? It's so satisfying on so many levels. And I just, I don't know. When you have something like that in your life, you gotta just love it and keep it close. It's so, so helpful. So important. And the, and the, and the great thing about skateboarding is like, there's different, you know, different ways that you can get motivated to go out and do it. You know, like you could be like, man, I really just want to like go out and cruise and have fun. Or you could be like, I want to go out and fucking learn some new tricks. Or you could be like, I'm going to go out and like film some clips for this video or like, you know, there's so many different ways to like be motivated for skating, but like also just like it's motivation on its own. Like just, just like, like searching for that feeling, you know, like it's, I don't know. I I hate to make a a drug comparison, but (laughs) it's, it's like a drug. It feels like it's a rush, man. You know, you're just like you get that fix and then you're just like yeah it's for it again until it happens and like you just hope that you can reach that again next time all right y'all this episode of the damaged goods podcast was brought to you by elite botanicals elite botanicals is originally the cbd division of elite cannabis if you guys have heard me talk about them you know this is my favorite cbd product out there the only one that truly works I swear by it, that's why I'm endorsing them, not for any other reason. And now they're back with their new line for your little pets, Whole Pet CBD. They are one of the first companies farming high CBD cannabis under industrial hemp rigs. They've been working with CBD since 2013 with one of the first licensees in Colorado. Also, they've been working with Colorado State University since 2016 on their canine research study with CBD. So they know what they're doing. Their focus is providing farm-to-table product that uses the best ingredients possible, ultra-refined, distilled, full-spectrum CBD oil at high potency for reasonable pricing. That's the problem. Most of these other guys are overpriced for their non-working stuff. This allows for effective dosing and a 30-day-plus supply per unit. For the pets, they've got drops that go on their food or in their mouth. they got chicken and salmon-flavored ones. They've got soft gel capsules. They got a gravy powder. You just sprinkle that over their food or put a couple of water in there. And it makes a nice little gravy mix chocked full of CBD, glucosamine, and omegas for their joints. They've got nose and toes balm for cracked noses and paws. And they got some all natural treats on the way. All this is available at wholepetcbd.com. Elite cannabis, elite botanicals, and now whole pet CBD. All from Elite. Go check it out. And now for an additional discount, use the promo code DAMAGEDGOODS. That's D-A-M-A-G-E-D-G-O-O-D-S. Damaged Goods to get an additional percentage off.